0: Hello and welcome to the World Economic Forum's podcast series, Cities of Tomorrow. My name is Alice Charles and I lead the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanization. We are living in an urban world. Today, 54% of the planet's population already live in cities. This number is expected to increase, with 3 million people per week moving to cities, and it's now estimated that 68% of the population will be living in cities by 2050. While cities are the engines of the global economy, they also account for 75% of CO2 emissions. If cities are to transition, and meet the Sustainable Development Goals, New Urban Agenda and Paris Agreement, cities need to transition to a smart and sustainable future. In this podcast series, we'll explore some of the solutions and I will be talking to different experts about the challenges that cities are facing. We will discuss the tools that are needed and the policies that have to be implemented for cities to become more effective actors to help solve the world's most pressing issues. In this first episode, I will be talking to Abba Joshi-Ghani, who is the senior advisor for infrastructure, public-private partnerships, and guarantees at the World Bank. She also co-chairs the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanization. Perhaps you might tell us why uh, cities are important.
1: You know, Alice, uh, for the longest of times, we were not focused on cities because, especially if I take the case of India, the heart of India is in rural India. India lives in its villages. And, you know, so it's been in most of South Asia, East Asia, and, and, and most developing countries. But we found that really, you know, urbanization is the defining phenomena of this century. And we know today that half of the world, in fact, more than half of the world is urban and that in the next 30 years 75% of the world is going to be urban and that we would, you know, be tripling the number of megacities that we have today in the world Um, but what this also means as this rapid urbanization takes place which is actually going to be mostly focused in Africa and Asia, so 90% of the urbanization which is going to happen is going to happen in these two um, continents. what are the implications of this? The implications are that cities which are already bursting at the seams and are not able to provide a, um, a quality of life to their citizens, to provide basic services like access to electricity, drinking water, paved roads, no congestion, and so on, that these troubles are going to actually triple or go, or you know, even worse than four or five. Times than what they are today. So, really, if we see uh, cities as bringing great benefits as well, like agglomeration economies, like um, you know, a better use of resources because the populations are concentrated, and let's not also forget the aspirational side. Why do people move to cities? Because cities provide them with opportunities to move up the ladder. And uh, as we've always maintained that the path to prosperity is through cities, Mm -hmm. inevitably. So cities are important, a lot is happening, huge urbanization is happening. But on the other hand, we don't have the resources to provide that quality of life, to provide the basic infrastructure to deliver, you know, uh, um, a, a, a decent um, standard of life to mm-hmm. all the citizens. Our cities are increasingly growing less inclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the poor are being thrust further and further out of cities. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have uh, a sort of exclusion related to not just uh, uh, poverty but ethnicity to um, access to finance to um, sexuality mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. cities are actually nothing but a space where all our development challenges meet today. Mm -hmm. So how do we prepare these cities to better meet these challenges and provide a better quality of life? to its citizens and
0: provide it equitably. Mm-hmm. You touched upon a few challenges there that cities face, but if you you were talking about urbanisation is going to be in Africa and in Asia, and if you think about cities in that context, what are the principal challenges in your mm-hmm. mind that they face? So I think the the principal
1: um, challenge is that when people are moving to cities and, you know, you have numbers number of statistics which are pointed out. Um, 11 people settle in Lagos every hour, 3 million people move to cities every um, week in Asia, and so on and so forth. So the biggest problem cities are facing is how do they absorb this population? How do they use their resources more efficiently, more equitably, um, and really to, to sum it all up, how do they do uh, more with less? Mm. And let's say that cities don't only have a problem of resource constraint and also the footprints that they already have. It's not easy to change infrastructure, which is laid out for 50, 100, 150 years. At the same time, cities also lack Capacity, Mm -hmm. especially in developing countries, we find that the skill sets are not there. Cities are not um, attracting the best of the best to work with them. They are not partnering so much with universities Mm -hmm. and um, academia and the private sector. Mm -hmm. So I think you know, going forward, cities will need to think how do they provide services more efficiently resource wise and otherwise how can they be more innovative Mm -hmm. how can they they be more inclusive and there's one big area that i haven't touched which is that of climate change and as we know you know coastal cities are are completely exposed to sea level rises and 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 storm thrusts and and so on we know that cities are sinking Mm -hmm. And the people who are most impacted are people on the coastline, normally slums and and the poor. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we make these cities more resilient when, you know, um, you have exposure to um, climate change impact, you have um, heat islands, you have droughts, you have floods? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I think a fourth big concern for cities is... um, resilience and climate change so so we are really addressing um efficiency we are addressing inclusiveness we are addressing um climate resilience and we are looking at cities being more innovative Mm
0: -hmm. so this is a perfect segue for my next question the nation states have already Mm -hmm. signed up to the sdgs the new urban agenda the paris agreement so how and and cities are in in reality are going to implement these agreements so how are they going to do it when when we look at
1: nation states, what are they made up of? They are eventually made up of, of cities of all sizes, mega cities, small cities, medium-sized cities, and then the, the rural areas, and basically which form regions, and then the regions come together and form nation states. So in a way, cities are where the rubber hits the road, right? It's the form of government which is closest to the people. Mm-hmm. So... Cities will have to eventually um, provide these solutions because I mean, let's just take an example. If you're talking about um, climate change or livability or air pollution, cities produce eighty percent of GHG emissions, which are norm- which normally come from transport in a city and buildings in a city.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who should be looking at, you know, addressing the issue of uh, GHG emission? Cities are best placed because if we can do something with our transport with energy efficiency in our buildings you know have more public transit have more public spaces have more green canopies in our cities you know we would be addressing climate change so nation states have to eventually work with the cities
0: from a governance perspective and a financing perspective right what do you think needs to happen to start getting solutions to scale I'll zoom in on one specific
1: aspect of, of getting solutions to scale. And I think that is collaboration. So that means collaboration, let's say, between um, the public sector and the private sector. A lot of times we hear that, oh, you know, such and such company came and gave a fantastic uh, presentation on an operations center or or something very specific. And it all becomes like a you know, a sales pitch sometimes, and 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 city governments may be a bit hesitant to go ahead and embrace on a, on a large scale. So I think what what we need to do is to look at um, collaboration, where the private sector is actually selling solutions to the city, and not just. Hardware or, or or an aspirational um,
0: concept. From where smart city solutions have already been employed, yeah. do you think is there particular lessons that mm-hmm. other cities can learn from that experience, particularly with, say, cities in developing world cities, you know, developing right. world cities, which are thinking of, of, of introducing these solutions?
1: Right. I think, I mean, one thing very clear is that um, cities which have done it incrementally and have, Changed and reoriented on the way are have been able um, to scale up. Then we also see examples: the city of Amman. in fact, taking um, the example of the city of Baltimore, their city stat, which which looks at everything from better deployment of um, solid waste, um, for, of garbage trucks, you know, optimization of routes to potholes and, and other things. city of Oman actually adopted that because they had a huge problem of collection of solid waste, especially with huge number of refugees coming in from Syria and the city expanding almost overnight. Um, um, that they... You know, if a city sees that something is working in another city and it's affordable, they they, they would apply it. And we see hundreds of uh, of such examples, you know, sort of um, flood control in cities with the use of drones and and, and mapping of, of where flood is. That's, you know, pretty widely used. Using stormwater for better uses rather than letting it just go. You know, we know that Melbourne was doing it. I just read the other day that my own city of Bhopal in India got a um, I, think, I think they won a 50 smart city prize for uh, doing similar kind of water management so you know you see that it's happening it's happening incrementally
0: and, um, and cities are, are, are learning uh, from each other that was Abba Joshi the Senior Advisor for Infrastructure, Public-Private Partnerships and Guarantees at the World Bank, and the Co-Chair of the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanisation. My name is Alice Charles, and you've been listening to the first episode of the podcast series Cities of Tomorrow. Thank you.